You're listening to The Dugout, a college baseball match podcast. Today we spoke with George Fox University's recruiting coordinator and assistant coach, Kevin Koppel. Coach Koppel, great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. So I want to start um, the show as I normally do, which is having, uh, you know, rather than me try and give your bio, um, can you just start us off with your background and, and kind of how you got to where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I grew up in the, the Bay Area of California, um, in Vallejo, California, and uh, went to St. Patrick's St. Vincent High School and graduated from there and kind of was looking at my recruiting options and trying to figure out where my next home would be and chose to go junior college. Uh, went to Napa Valley Community College um, in Napa, California for two years. Had a great experience. Um, enjoyed my time there. Got to play in some really good baseball players and and then ended up at George Fox uh, up in Oregon. Had never been to Oregon till my recruiting trip and really fell in love with the campus and the guys and um, was lucky enough to play my final two years of baseball here and uh, got hired on to start coaching right after I graduated. So I'm um, going into year 13 here and um, really enjoy where I'm at. Love the university, like I said, my alma mater and um, been lucky to do some really cool things through the game of baseball. Um, I think that's one of the biggest, biggest aspects of it is, you know, I got to got to be around some really cool kids and and uh, impact some lives and just get to be around baseball every day with nothing, nothing wrong with that. No, certainly not. Um, can you just tell us real quick where, what part of Oregon George Fox University is? So George Fox University is in Newburgh, Oregon. So we're about 35 minutes southwest um, of the city of Portland. So we're mm-hmm. kind of towards the Oregon coast, um, right at the start of the kind of Willamette Valley, which is Oregon's version of the Napa Valley, for lack of a better way to explain it. Um, beautiful mm-hmm. area of the country. Um, it, it's, uh, it's a great place to call home. That's awesome. Um, we'll start uh, kind of talking about, you know, the specific program. So first, can you walk us through a day in the life of one of your players? Yeah, I mean, I think for for us being a Northwest school, I think that a lot of that's going to depend on weather, to be honest, especially this time of year right. is we're, we're a week and a half away from our season opener. Um, but if if we get some good weather, we're your typical kind of college schedule classes in the morning and our guys tend to go to class from eight ish, eight eight or so in the morning till one ish. Um, some of them, some of them have to take a class up until two two thirty. So we'll typically start practice right around three o'clock. Um, go till dark this time of year. Sometimes it's uh, more like the five thirty six, um, and then we have study hall at night. So our guys are in study hall for around two hours a night. Um, and that's a, there's a university option that some of the guys will take advantage of that's open to all students. And then we kind of have one for our team, um, as well. So that's kind of the day in the life, um, this time of year, uh, more in the fall, your classes, your study hall, your lifting. So, um, it's a little earlier day. Um, our, our team lifts typically are around six in the morning. Um, so they're up early in the fall. And through that winter time period, um, being a D3, we, we get a little bit um, less practice time than your than your D1, D2s um, or junior colleges. So our guys are 
doing stuff on their own a little more often and then, um, you know, have a little bit more of a structured schedule uh, with weights and classes and stuff like that. Awesome. Um, what do you like most about the George Fox campus or facilities? I'll tell you what, this community is amazing just in the support our student athletes get and just students in general. Um, you're surrounded by people who truly care about the mission of a university and um, truly care about the the fact that they're here to help kids grow and help kids grow in their, you know, faith, help kids grow academically, help kids grow athletically. Um, it, it's a huge piece of what makes this place so special is the support the kids get. That's terrific. Would you say that that also is what makes George Fox baseball so special? Uh, I, I would say the thing that makes the program itself so special is it's just it's a family. And I mean, I think our kids really enjoy being around each other and, you know, they like playing baseball with each other. They hang out together. They really enjoy each other's company and they cherish the moments they get to be around each other. And I think that's what makes it special, right? We, when we're in college athletics, we got to come to the field every day and it mm -hmm. could either be the greatest part of it or it could be the worst part of it. And when you're around guys who are like-minded, who are great kids, um, it makes it a lot easier to show up at the ballpark every day. Yeah, we've heard that sentiment on numerous occasions. Um, and Dean Stotts, you know, who, you know, you know, helped found the Stanford All-Star Camp. Uh, he talks mm -hmm. about all the time that when he is dealing with individuals um, at the camp and he's working with them, um, it really comes down to a question of, you know, not only skill and the ability to actually um, make it through admissions, but it's also who, who do you want to spend time with? Who do you want to be around? Because like you said, the, the majority of, of your time during your college career is going to be spent with your coaches and your teammates and the other support staff. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, you want you want guys who you can enjoy being around, who you can enjoy working with. And, and it's tough. College athletics is tough. I mean, when you're studying, when you're trying to be an 18 to 22 year old growing up and having a social life and then trying to play baseball and it it's tough. So if you have guys who can support you, help you and really get you through those times, that's what it's about. And you got to surround yourself with like like minded people who are on the same mission as you. And if you do, it makes it a lot easier and a lot more fun. Oh, certainly. Um, you know, shifting gears a little bit, I kind of want to talk about the recruiting process and uh, George Fox's recruiting philosophy in general. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what qualities or traits do you look for most in a player that's a match for your school, both athletically and academically? I mean, I think honestly, what we are is we're a teaching program. We're going to coach our guys. We're going to develop them. Um, you know, we, we will never promise playing time to a kid, but we'll promise that we're going to coach you and we're going to invest in you. So for us, as we go through the recruiting process, we're looking, of course, for guys who fit what we are culture wise, what the university is culture wise, academically, but athletically, we're looking for good athletes. Um, because if we do our job correctly, we can help make that kid better. If he has the aptitude and he's willing to be coachable and he's willing to learn, then we're going to do our job that we take very seriously and we're going to do our best to invest in that kid and make him a better baseball player. Um, and I think the way we teach in progressions and with the way um, 
you know, our emphasis is on that development piece. It makes it a lot easier for us. If, if a kid's a good athlete, those kids tend to thrive here because they're going to get better as they go. Um, I think athletically we're looking for tools. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't expect many high school kids to be a finished product. And if you're a finished product out of high school in the Northwest, you're probably an Oregon state beaver, a duck, a Husky or a coop, um, or a pilot. So you have, they have the ability, um, to get more of those finished product for us. We're trying to find the guy who maybe is just a little short, um, whether it be arm strength wise, foot speed wise, strength wise. And then if they get in an environment where they're coached, where they get to develop, where they get in a strength and conditioning program, hopefully that guy's the one that thrives. And, you know, you almost the cliche of we're not recruiting freshmen, you are recruiting junior you. And, mm-hmm. um, from that aspect of it, we're trying to find kids who athletically have tools and are good athletes, the best athletes we can get. And then we'll figure out where to put them. And, and it's our job to put them in the best position to make them successful. That's really interesting that you mentioned that because when you talk about um, the difference between, let's say, finished products at the D1 levels freshmen or, or close to finished products mm-hmm. versus guys who maybe, like you said, are going to grow into themselves a bit more, there's a mm-hmm. lot of um, projectability with that. And so how over the last 13 years or 12 years, rather, going into 13, have you been able to hone your ability to project that out? And would you say that you are better at that now than you were when you started? Or is it kind of just a very difficult thing to do? I think there's obvious ones that, um, you know, stand out, but I think it's always an acquired skill because you never know how a kid's going to react when they get in a different environment. Um, but I think you can see the tools and, and our job as coaches is we go through the recruiting process with kids is we got to get to know them. We got to get to know what they're about. What's what's um you know what's motivating them are they trying to be the best player they can possibly be or are they playing just because it was a cool thing to do in high school and they happen to be talented at it right and the kid who has tools but is playing for those reasons is a kid who probably never really reaches his peak and ceiling throughout that process so i think i've got better at those conversations and kind of figuring out what maybe is the motivation for a kid but i don't think it's ever you know something to where you're going to be able to nail it all the time. We're, you know, we have our misses and we have the surprises and that's Mm -hmm. what makes honestly the recruiting piece. So fun for me is getting to know kids um, and really just kind of seeing what makes them tick and motivates them. And um, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for kids going into an environment that could help bring the best out of them and getting to play early. That's another piece that I think, so many of those kids could really benefit from the opportunity to play early. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes guys go to higher levels and it's sporadic playing time as a freshman. Then you go to summer ball and you've, you've had 15 at bats all year and you're trying to get 80 in the summer. Um, Whereas sometimes those guys get, they could really benefit from just going to a place and getting a hundred at bats as a freshman. And, I'm a firm believer the best way to get good at baseball is to play baseball, right? Um, Yeah. It's to be between the white lines as much as I possibly can. And, and uh, it's those, those type of things help. So how we can get those opportunities for kids is huge too. 
Yeah, I, I think what what is also interesting is we talk about a lot this, uh, you know, this this trend towards understanding or as you, when you're a freshman in high school, I think most people's dream is to become a pro. If you pull mm-hmm. the majority of student athletes to become a pro, but mm-hmm. when you start to whittle down and realize the, you know, just the sheer drop off in talent that it takes to reach those levels, you think about, okay, well, what's the next level? And then people think, okay, it's D1 or bust. If I don't recognize the school's name or if I don't, if it's not a division one program, then it's not for me. And what I find, what I find refreshing to hear you say is that, you know, there's, there's so many places to play baseball and there's so many great places to develop. And it's all dependent upon not only your skill level currently, but I think if you're, if you're a freshman or a sophomore or a junior, um, or even a senior and you've been, uh, you know, you've had this mindset of D1 or bus and, you know, you have schools like yours who are um, interested in, in you as a, as a student athlete. I think it's so important and refreshing to think about from the perspective of that you see that projectability. And so you are, you know, it's not a slight, it's a, it's actually a compliment to, for them, for you guys to want them to come to your program. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we all, we are in a world where analytics is starting to make a big push in, in baseball and across right. the pro level and in scouting and I'll tell you what, I, I, I think the analytics piece makes it even more likely that some small school guys get chances because right. 90, 90 plays, if, you know, if scouts and, and organizations are looking for certain metrics, there's ways to be measured. And then it's all right, well, you got that kid who does that. That's an opportunity. And, you know, I think of our conference last year. We had a kid in our conference who pitched for another school that was six foot ten and was ninety two to ninety five against us, and ran it up to ninety seven at times. There's those those kids exist. They're still good baseball. And and he was a kid who grew six inches out of high school and put on weight, and all of a sudden was eighty five, eighty seven to ninety two, ninety five. So, you know, would that have worked had he went somewhere else and not got immediate playing time and started on the mound as a freshman? Who knows? Right. That's that's a whole different story. But he got that opportunity and it made him better. And he was a six rounder. Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, so kind of moving back in the recruiting process, what mechanisms do you as a recruiting coordinator look to discover players that are a match for your school? Um, I think, you know, the world we live in now, too, there's so many more ways that kids can get in contact um, from, uh, you know, different showcases to emails to us just going to watch games um you know i i don't think there's a surefire way ever where it's like hey this is the only way we're gonna do it i some of our kids that we've brought in have been hey coach i'm coming to george fox to study engineering i would love a chance to try out okay well how about this Mm -hmm. i'll come watch you play next week you're a local kid and you go watch them play and it's like whoa all right, you, you got a shot to be okay, man. Like we, we'd love to have you here. And honestly, it was kind of, we didn't do any legwork and it ended up falling in our lap. And yeah. then there's other kids who you see and kind of go out and watch during the summer. And you're like, Hey, we got to stay on them. And, and it just happens to be at a game and you see them. Um, and then there's, you know, there's a million ways that we come across kids now. Um, from video to uh, it's just the possibilities are endless as far as that goes. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, so I imagine that, you know, you use, um, you know, 
camps such as a Stanford camp or Head First or these other types of camps that uh, have a concentration of players in one area, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, those are great resources for us as a group, um, you know, just to get get to a place and see a bunch of kids, especially two camps like that where um, the kids are academically they qualify academically for us. So your, mm-hmm. your, your population growth that, or population, you, you don't have to cross many names off previous to it. Um, so, right. I mean, we're, we try to get out and much as a staff, we try to get out as much as we can in the summer um, from the local area, trying to cover the Northwest down to head first in Stanford. Um, but just, just getting out to see as many kids as possible because, you know, being a D three without, without any athletic scholarship money, it's about finding kids who are the right fit. And we have to recruit a large population of kids to get the numbers that we need and the type of kid we need, right? We're in this right. to, to try to win a national title. Like, we got to find good players. And, yep. you know, we have to find the best kids that we can possibly get. And we're trying to find kids who help forward that goal for us. Yep. Um, do players that match with your school, uh, they, do they usually try to connect with you first or do you guys usually try to develop the connection yourselves? Both. Um, I mean, if, if we have the chance to connect, um, there's also kids who reach out first and then we get out and see them play and, and really start going from there. And that's one of my biggest pieces of advice for kids, especially kids who are looking the more D3 route. And, you know, as you get deeper into your high school years and, like you said, that division one kind of, or bust may start going out the window a little bit, be proactive. Mm -hmm. Um, so many of us at the D three level have really good programs and would love to come watch you play and be able to see and give you feedback, but we're just so limited on what we can do. So if we have the ability to plan and really do our best to get out and see them, we will. Right. And it's sometimes it's kids, expect things to just fall in their lap with it a little bit and it's just not how it works sometimes so i i encourage so many kids to be proactive with it if you're interested in schools find out what camps i i love when i get an email of coach hey i really want to play in front of you what camp will you be at next summer well i'll be at stanford i'll be at head first they're great camps and great options where you're going to learn about the recruiting process but also it gives me a chance and I know they're doing their part to try to show their interest in being in front of us. Um, you know, because sometimes that happens. You go to a camp like Stanford and schools that you've never heard of or that you weren't on your radar end up being great matches for you. But sometimes you have, Hey, I want to go to school in the Northwest. I really, I really like this group of schools. Well, how can I mm-hmm. get in front of those schools? Right? So I think that's a huge piece of it. Certainly. Um, you know, one of the things too, and I kind of wanted to get at is let's say that, you know, uh, you know, if I know I'm a match for George Fox and I've gone through some process to connect with you either through email or Mm -hmm. at a camp, um, what is next to help me understand as though I'm a right fit. And so just briefly, you know, when I think about match and fit, I think match is the preliminary, right? It's the, do you meet academically? Do you meet our qualifications athletically? Whereas the fits more, do you fit with what you look for in a player? And so how do you help these players figure out whether or not they're the best fit for the program? Honestly, for me, it's about getting kid to campus um, and then getting them to spend time with our guys. Because 
I think for them and, and so many high school kids get to a campus, get caught up in, in, you know, just being on college campus and those things. Spend time with the guys. They're the ones who can honestly tell you what it's like to live it day in and day out. And with my yeah. experience of it, and maybe it's just our group Definitely. of guys, but um, they're very honest and upfront with you, recruits. Yeah, yeah. What would you say is the most important part for you when you're evaluating a player's fit? When I'm evaluating a player's fit, I would say how they interact with the people around him, how they are on the visit. Um, like like we said earlier, you got to enjoy being around a person. And for me, I got to enjoy coaching that person, right? If we're having a conversation and, mm-hmm. and it's it's just hard to pry words out of a kid and and get him to speak about how he's feeling about things, it becomes really difficult sometimes to coach that kid. So for me, I'm trying to evaluate whether the kid's going to fit with our guys, whether he's coachable, whether we're able to, we're going to be able to get the best out of him, right? And that he has motivation to do it. Um, you know, like I said, for, for high school kids coming to campus, spend time with guys and be able to ask them questions. But what a lot of high school kids don't, don't realize too is the, our guys are evaluating him as well. Because those guys will come back to me if they don't think he's a great fit and say, Coach, I just don't know. I don't know if he's going to fit yeah. us. And, and that matters to us because those guys have to – they have to live it even more so than we do. So um, for me, I'm trying to get to know the kid, the families, and really get a sense of whether he fits into the family that we have here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, you know, as I kind of keep thinking after we've, you know, both discovered that I'm a fit and I'm a fit for your program and you feel the same way, how do we arrive at a final decision? What does that look like? Um, I think everybody's kind of path to that decision is different, right? I think some kids want to wait and see if something happens last minute. Some kids are much more of like, once I find the right place for me. Um, one thing for me, we'll never pressure a guy into saying, Hey, we need an answer by this date. Um, Mm -hmm. we're, we want our kids all in. And I think when you start pressuring and you start timelining kids or, or telling them, Hey, this is, we need to know by this date. Like, I I just think you get a lot of kids who make a decision because you know, they need to, and then all of a sudden regret it at a later date and time. So for us, we're trying to, uh, to help guys get there um, and and just let them understand what we're about and what opportunities are here. And I think that a lot of times when you guide a kid through that process and you're there to give them advice and be a resource for them too, they understand that, you know, they get to really know what you're about and what your program's about. And then they, you know, it helps them with that process. Yeah, no, that's terrific. Okay. Let's uh, switch gears a little bit. We'll do our closing nine. These are, Nine quick questions, uh, sentence or less, and we'll get started with number one, which is what time do you wake up in the morning? Uh, well, I mean, with weather right now, sometimes we got to practice at 6 a.m., but typically 6.30 in the morning. Okay, and uh, favorite baseball movie? Uh, Bull Durham. Favorite baseball player growing up? Pudge Rodriguez. If you were to choose one person to play you in a movie, who would it be? Oh, that is a tough one. Gotta go Kevin Costner. 
sunflower seeds, David's or Spitz? David's. Favorite flavor? Original. We have turf though, D- so I don't get them very often anymore. Oh, okay. So, so is it more <laughs> of a gum, a gum field? Yes. Yeah. So, is there is there a preference on gum? Uh, I mean, I'm a big big league chew guy. Hmm. Green apple. All right. Um, DH or no DH? Uh, DH. No one wants to see pitchers hit. Who is the most talented player you've ever coached, played with, or played against? Ooh, ah. Uh, I mean, the most talented player I've ever coached is gifted is Caden Granier, who was a shortstop at Oregon State last year. Um, I coached him in the summer. Best player I've had at George Fox, most talented, uh, Josh Rapaz, who played um, caught for us. Awesome. Um, it's game seven of the World Series, bottom nine, runners in scoring position. Uh, who, past or present, do you want in the batter's box? Uh, Jeter. Uh, what is the most important character trait of a George Fox player? Uh, that they're bought in and they're they're all in with what we do and what our program's about. That's terrific. Well, Coach, uh, appreciate you coming on the show. I, I want to wish you the best of luck this season, and uh, we hope to have you on again. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Go Bruins. Well, that's all we have for today. If you haven't already done so, we highly recommend you go on our website, fill out a profile, update your current profile, and just explore. The recruiting process is about information gathering, and that's what we strive to do, to provide you the best information possible so you can make the best possible decision. Now, you can either follow us on social media or email us at support at collegebaseballmatch.com with any questions you may have about the process. 